Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Banker Next Door. I am your host, Dr. Joe Berquist. We are trying to hit the new year off with a bang here. So today's episode is going to be about inflation, and we're going to talk about how, like, just where inflation has gone over the last few years. I want to do a look back uh, of sorts to back to the 1970s. I want to look at a new uh, Fed paper that just came out, well, actually from the FDIC, not the Fed, but a new paper that just came out from the FDIC looking at the implications of inflation, uh, comparing it to the 1970s. And then I'm going to talk about the Fed rate cuts and basically what, uh, how is that going to play into inflation and how could this thing potentially play out over the next few years? So, but uh, before we get into that, I wanted to start with just some reflections on themes that happened throughout 2023. I found this great little piece here that I wanted to share with everybody. So, um, during the year in 2023, uh, stocks ended much higher. The U.S. Treasury bonds ended higher in price, lower in yield. Uh, gold was up. Crypto was up. The U.S. dollar was down. Uh, oil was down and natural gas collapsed in a word. Uh, so what were some of the big things that happened throughout the year? Well, the Fed shocked the world, suddenly flipping from Uber Hawk to full dove on December 13th. The, what they call the Magnificent Seven Stocks uh, dominated and delivered outsized index gains in uh, 2023. Now, the Magnificent Seven is uh, basically like Google, Facebook. Um, what else am I thinking of? Like uh, Tesla, NVIDIA. Uh, basically, like they used to have the FANG stocks and now they've got the Magnificent Seven. So uh, I always find it amusing how they come up with these things. Uh, a record 72% of stocks in the S&P 500 have underperformed the index in 2023. Treasury bonds ended the year with the largest two-month gain in history. Rate cuts had a flip-floppy year for Fed watchers as rate cut expectations swung wildly from 160 basis points to less than 60 basis points to more than 160 points to just 70 basis points and now back to highs above 160 basis points. So quite the, uh, quite the year there. Uh, AI stocks soared over 90% uh, SVB, uh, Silicon Valley banks, collapsed in March, sparked an exodus of deposits and demand for Fed bailouts. Regional bank stocks ended the year down just 8%, bouncing back from around negative 40% in May. And then finally, uh, crypto 2023 was huge. One of the larger coins, Solana, massively outperformed up around 1,000% on the year. Bitcoin was up 160% and Ethereum was up 100%. So anybody who has been following my crypto series, uh, we talked about the collapse of cryptocurrency in 2022. So you could see how uh, the crypto markets you know, really took a beating there in 2022. But uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, I mean, these things really uh, bounced back in, in 2023. Um, and just as a side note, the, uh, the the update on the crypto series is going to be coming up here real soon. Just working on some final touches on that, and that'll be that'll be rolling out. So, but let's get to our topic for today. Okay, I wanted to get in here and talk about let's talk about some inflation. So, here I have a chart from the from the St. Louis Federal Reserve, the Fred Economic Database, and this is basically a chart of inflation, basically consumer prices for the United States. And this chart goes back to approximately 1960. So from 1960 through 2022. And what I wanted to do was I wanted to go back here to the 70s because I'm trying to show a setup here. So if you go back to 1970, 
inflation was hovering around 5.8%, and then it, it decreased down to 3.2% by 1972. But then the real problems began in 1973. We kicked off with what was called the oil embargo, um, a bunch of you know crazy stuff. Obviously, you know Vietnam starting to wind down at this point. Uh, but then we had the inflation spike all the way up by, by 1974, it was up to 11%. So we had this huge spike in inflation. Um, the Federal Reserve started to increase rates. And then inflation came down to 5.7%. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing. So Fed increases rates to combat inflation. Inflation begins to come back down. It comes down from 11% back down to 5.7%. Now, what does the Fed do? The Fed then cuts rates. They cut rates thinking that, oh, it's all good. Um, and can I, can I ask what, what was, uh, what else was happening in 1976? Uh, just to point out 1976 was an election year. Um, so we come up here now, 1970. So, so now 1976, we go, here comes the massive spike in inflation it goes from 5.7% Spikes all the way up to 1980, goes up to 13 and a half percent inflation. Uh, that you know, just this absolute massive spike up. That now you've got uh, again, 1980 election year, you've got Ronald Reagan winning, you've got Paul Volcker as the Fed chief. Uh, Volcker and you know, Reagan kind of famously worked together to basically bake, break the back of inflation. Volcker hikes the uh, prime rate up to as high as um, I think it was up to as high as uh, 18 percent on the federal the you know the federal funds rate i think i think wall street journal prime got up to as high as maybe 22 22 and a half something like that so but then they were able to bring inflation massively down but you you can see here from the gray the gray bars or the gray bars on the chart basically represent inflations that happened during this period now the ramifications of what we did caused a massive recession and basically 1981, 1982, the United States experienced probably one of the worst recessions that it's, it's ever had. Um, caused a lot of businesses to go out, um, caused a lot of problems for the American consumers, a lot of things, you know, going on. But the but the the net effect was that the the Fed ultimately was able to get inflation under control. They were able to bring inflation all the way back down to 3.2% by 1983. It, it did spike back up a little bit to about 4.3%. But then by 1986, it was it was all the way back down to 1.8%. And the Fed had pretty much gotten it, you know, pretty much under control at that point. Now, there are a couple, and, and I want to say this because this will um, this will uh, come into play later on. So in other words, what happened was you had the Fed and the government working together in 1980. And that's a big, big thing. They were working together. So the Fed says, okay, we're going to increase rates. The government says, okay, we're going to, we're going to decrease spending or keep spending dramatically under control. Now, if you go back to the episode that I just did on national debt, you'll see that our debt, our national debt in 1980 was, was, very manageable. It was a very low, like 33% debt to GDP, um, nowhere near anything resembling to what we're looking at today here about 43 years later. Um, and that has a big effect. I mean, the government just had a lot more, you know, elbow room, so to speak, to, to maneuver, to do, try to do different kind of things. So, uh, so in 1980, you're looking at a very different 
situation. A different, you know, the balance sheet for the country was very different at that point. But the but the government and the Fed were working together to try to defeat defeat the inflation. And the net effect of that was once the inflation was under control, the Fed brought rates back down, and then the government started spending money again. And you know, you know, Reagan spent a lot of money throughout the 1980s, but he but he caused a booming economy and really got the you know throughout the rest of the 80s. I mean, the the market was was you know, really good. I mean, you could talk about uh, Black Monday in 1987. Uh, you know, I'll have to I'll have to do an episode on that one time. Black Monday in 1987 is, is pretty, uh, I think it's a pretty good story. Uh, but outside, outside of that, then, you know, toward the end, 1989, 1990, you know, you ended up with the, the savings and loan crisis and, and you had, you know, kind of that recession, like you see it, you can see it right here on the chart, kind of like 1990, 1991, uh, you had a recession here, but that, that was really, um, that wasn't as bad as the recession from 81, 82. That was, uh, you know, that was a recession that um, still had an impact, but, uh, but ultimately we, we kind of rolled out of that. And then, and then by 1995, it was like off to the races. And from 1995 through 2006, 2007, I mean, the economy just, just uh, exploded over that, that period of time. Um, so, but to get back to the point here, so now inflation's way down. So now what am I getting at here? So here, so here you go see, our inflation has jumped up, you know, in 2022 here, we got up to eight, we got up to 8% inflation. So now I want to take a look at a couple. So during the 1970s, we had this thing that was called the stagflationary period. So I want to go out. So what is, what is stagflation? What does that mean? So stagflation is the simultaneous appearance in an economy of slow growth, high unemployment and rising prices. Once thought by economists to be impossible, Stagflation has occurred repeatedly in the developed world since the 1970s. Uh, policy solutions for so, slow growth tend to be worse than inflation, and vice versa. You know what makes and and that makes stagflation hard to fight. Like so, in other words, it's it's this combination of three things: you have slow growth in the economy, you have high unemployment, and you have a, you have rising prices through in, inflation, high inflation, um, and that creates what's called a stagflationary economy. The I think one of the great uh, cases of that is the is uh japan in the 1990s they had this massive it was called the lost decade um stagflation is something that once you get inside of it can get very it can, just, it can be very very difficult to get out of of stagflation um so now i'm going to bring us to this paper so the fdic quarterly they just brought out this paper uh this was called uh, implications of high inflation for banking outcomes and deposit outflows observations from 2021 to 2022 and from the 1970s. So I'm just going to read the introduction here real quick to this article. So this article examines how persistently high inflation affects banks by comparing the inflationary cycle that began in 2021 with that of the 1970s. The 1970s included two periods of stagflation, high inflation and sluggish or negative economic growth and high unemployment. The 1970s may shed light on the current period of high inflation, offer insights into conditions banks may face over the coming years if inflation persists. Inflation can affect banks in various ways as central banks generally respond with monetary policy tightening and high interest rates, and the economy generally slows in response to these changes. So this article compares lending and bank performance during two inflationary periods with a focus on the effects on deposits. So that so just to kind of set the stage there for that. So so what I'm trying to lay out here is I'm trying to take a look at that 1970s period where we had these massive spikes in inflation, where we had these stagnationary 
stagnationary periods and try to compare that to where we are today. So let's go down here and let's go to, so first chart here, interesting chart, inflation rose to the highest level since the 1980s in 2022. So you can see here from the chart, uh, you know, the, the yellow line, the dotted yellow line is basically the federal funds rate and the blue, the blue solid line is CPI inflation. And so you can see kind of how it's tracking there and where we're kind of at here at uh, 2021 here toward toward the end. So now let's flip down here. Now, here is what I here's the chart that I really wanted to key in on. I know this might be tough for a little people to see here, but so this is inflation peaked lower and came down faster in 2021. So the dotted yellow line is basically 1973. This is like the 70s coming through here through to 1980 and then coming back down. And the blue line here, the solid blue line is 2021. So that's kind of where we're at. So you can see here the setup. And again, remember what I just talked about and what happened in the 70s. So the, the in inflation spikes up to 11%. The Fed increases rates to combat that. Inflation comes back down, as you can see here, to about 5.6%. And then what did the Fed do? The Fed reduced rates. And then psh, the inflation psh, took back off again, shot back up to 13, 14%. Um, and basically that is exactly the setup you could see. I mean, it's following the blue line here. It's following this perfectly. And the Fed is doing the exact same thing that they did in 1973, 74. Oh, inflation shot up to 8%. Okay, we increased the federal funds rate up to five and a half. Uh, the prime rate up to eight and a half. Inflation seems to be under control. It's coming back down. So now what are they doing? Now the Fed is going to cut rates. Oh, really? They're going to cut rates. And 2024 just happens to be an election year. I'm not saying, again, you go back to 1976, election year, the, the cutting rates. Um, you know, couldn't possibly be anything political involved in that, but We'll leave that. We'll leave that to the side there. We'll just kind of just kind of leave that there. But again, what I'm what I'm concerned here with and looking at this inflation is that the Fed is just repeating a lot of the mistakes of the past. You know, they, I mean, I, I'm ho I would hope that the Fed would be sitting there in their their lovely plush conference rooms with uh, a lot of these brilliant people they have sitting around the tables, and I would hope that some people would maybe dust off. Uh, some of these, some of this, these records and information they have from the 1970s, and would be opening these books up and taking a look and saying, "Hey, uh, gee, what happened during the 70s, and what were some of the mistakes that we made? And um, you know, maybe we shouldn't be so quick to take our, you know, take our foot off the gas here and, and start to reduce, uh, reduce these interest rates." Um, so I, I am not in that camp on the reduction on interest rates. I do not think the Fed should be reducing interest rates right now. I don't think that inflation has been defeated. And I worry that we could go right back into the same period, the same cycle where they reduce the interest rates. And now, you know, yeah, inflation's back down to, to you know, in between that like three, four percent range. But now it just takes off again. And maybe maybe this time it shoots back up to, you know, nine, 10, 11 percent. Um, and now we've got another situation like what Volcker and Reagan had to do in 1980, where they, they come in and basically say, okay, now we have no choice. We have to jack the rates. You know, we have to jack the rates. I mean, if, I mean, if people thought five and a half percent was something, if inflation were to take off and go back up to nine, 10, 11 percent, 
um, you would have to you would have to increase the federal funds rate probably up to like nine percent, which means the prime rate would go up to probably something about twelve. Um, yeah, people would be, yeah that would cause a massive shock, and it would cause it would it would cause an, it would trigger another big recession like what we had in 1981, 1982. Um, but furthermore, the entire situation of the country this time is it, the country's in a totally different spot than it was in 1980. You know, again, 1980, low level of national debt. Um, you know, we had a lot of, we had, you know, very strong productivity, productivity in the country, still had a, a very strong manufacturing base in America in 1980. Um, it was just a very, it was a very, you know, cost, the, the, the cost of things were, were still relatively cheap at that point. So, you know, the, you know, now we're in a situation where we, we just hit $34 trillion in national debt. We have unfunded liabilities over $200 trillion. Uh, we have the, these massive, uh, price increases, uh, in inflation. Um, nothing is cheap right now. Housing is, housing is, is, com is the, the most unaffordable it's been in 30 something years. So, you know, the country itself is in a, a completely different situation. And, and there's a, a book that I'm going to get into here uh, very soon here in the next week or two. I'm going to have an episode come out. And it's going to be a book review on the Lord's easy money. And I'm going to talk very in depth about what the Fed has done over the last 15 years. And, and the situation that they have put the country into is not a good situation. It's a it's a very bad situation. I'm, I'm going to and I'm going to get into that. And I think a lot of the concerns here that I have with this, with inflation, with national debt, uh, just with the balance sheet of the country, with where we're at, and and if we do not get the soft landing that the Fed is predicting right now, but if we instead get some kind of a hard landing or something worse, um, and again, I, I hate those phrases, like you know, hard landing, you know, it's like I just, but anyway, um, I just like I said, I, I, I there there's a lot here that we need to watch this year uh, and a lot of, that we need to keep an eye on. But like I said, uh, just something, just again, food for thought. Um, I am concerned that the setup here is exactly what happened in the 1970s. Uh, now, a lot of people would argue that like, oh, well, but hey, you know, our, our unemployment is fine. You know, we've got record low unemployment. Um, I, I've got, I'm going to do a whole episode on the unemployment market and look at it from, from, you know, quits, the number of jobs, the labor force participation rate, the unemployment rate. And I, I'm really going to break that down. Um, and I would explain that, that the, the, I do not believe the labor market is anywhere near as strong as what is being presented. I think, I think the labor market numbers are, are, you know, have been, you know, uh, massaged, I'll put it that way to a, to a very real degree, but, um, but that's again, that's a conversation for another episode. What what I wanted to key in on this is that I just wanted to take a look at kind of where inflation has gone, what happened in the 1970s, the mistakes of that, and where we could be heading if the Fed is not very, very careful about what they're doing. Um, inflation does not go, as we could see from this chart, if we go back here, you know, inflation does not go up and down in a straight line. Infl inflation has has kind of fits and starts, it spikes comes back down and then it can, and then it spikes again. And so we just got to be very careful that, you know, that the Fed is not, you know, jumping the gun here and, um, you know, and, and just, you know, going to cut rates too, too much, too fast, which could trigger an even worse, you know, situation here going into say 2025. Um, but anyway, but so 
that's the, that's the episode. That's what I had to talk about today. I got a couple other episodes coming out here real quick. Uh, one is going to be on open banking and one is going to be on beneficial inf- uh, beneficial ownership information. Uh, if you are a small business owner, you do. And, and if you're a consumer, you do not want to miss those issues. Those are going to be two very, very huge things uh, from a regulatory standpoint that are happening this year in banking. And it's something that everybody is going to need to keep an eye on because these things are going to affect your life in, in various different different ways. So uh, so definitely check out those episodes. I got, like I said, got a lot more stuff coming here in the next couple of weeks. Can't wait to uh, to bring out in some of the episodes and things that I've got for you. But uh, but stay tuned. And again, thanks for watching. Love you all. See you, see you all again real soon.